With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, how about hour number two on a Thursday? Getting ready for a big NFL weekend. There's some Longhorn news to get out there. There's a national championship game, of course, coming in college football. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, a little later this hour, we'll also give you more info on that All-Star game coming to San Antonio. Some big-time athletes that we've been talking about in terms of flex, high school football talent. They will be there. Also, one of our own is going to be a part of the coaching group that will be there. We'll get you that info this hour. It's Chad and Zay on a Thursday. But the most important thing we're going to tell you today is the developments with DeMar Hamlin because they are great developments, substantial improvement, according to doctors. Uh, This headline says, DeMar Hamlin begins to awaken moving hands and feet, doctors say. Zay, the, the emotional sort of phrasing that I've heard today would be that he was able to I'm just going to read straight from this story. Able to move his hands and feet. Uh, unable to speak, but was able to communicate in writing. That's great. Wow. Uh, and then I'm reading that he's able to uh, like hold hands. He's able to grasp hands and right. one of those basic things that even if you can't actually speak, we've you know uh, if you've ever been involved in that kind of thing in a hospital, that's that's that could be such a big moment of squeeze my hand if you feel yeah. if, you, if you hear me you know squeeze my hand yeah that, we, we talked about the thumbs up when you're leaving the field on yeah. the stretcher it's kind of like that just any sense of progress and you know anything positive and that's one of those things so great to hear that Demar is fighting it like we all knew he would and is doing a lot better now one of the doctors uh, and I want to remind everybody still considered critically ill and that significant process is needed for Hamlin, uh, but says Hamlin's neurological condition appears to be intact. So that is continuing to, to sound uh, like good news. And again, the, the, the oxygen levels that they've been needing to give him have gone down, and then there's just um, continuing reports. In fact, right now, doctors at the UC Medical Center are actually conducting uh, either this is just an interview with SportsCenter or it's a press conference, one of the two. Uh, and it may just be simply an, an interview there with, uh, with SportsCenter. But they're able to, to talk a little bit about it, and there is some positive news there. So that's the biggest story uh, of the day, continues to be, and, uh, and the fact that that GoFundMe for his foundation continues to go up. We talked about that today, um, but also we hit some college football today. If you're a Longhorn fan, Ovi Agofu is going to go from Notre Dame to Texas to, I don't know, but that's a heck of a bar to set. For real. As far as the education, as far as the blue blood status. I mean, I'm not trying to dog anybody else out, Zay, but you can't just go wear anybody's uniform after those, can you? No, no. I mean, 
those two teams haven't won a national championship in a minute, but yeah, those doesn't get much more blue blood than that. Here, I'll allow this one. This is not a blue blood in terms of the sport, but it is blue blood in terms of education. Maybe finish at Stanford. Challenge yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, Ovi. You, Yo, can, you the, can do it. The way that those trees look down. What is it, the Cardinal? Trees, that's what I just call them. I don't know. But the way they look this year, I want to go to there. Yeah, no, you'd have to Palo do Palo Alto is beautiful. Yeah. I, you know, a beautiful campus, but no, Ovi, if you're trying to yeah. win, if you're trying to get to the right. NFL, wouldn't suggest that. No, that's not going to work. That is not going to work right now. Uh, Ovi Agofu into the transfer portal with one year left. Uh, played in 24 games for Texas, started 19 of them, and last year he did have 20 solo tackles. So that is certainly someone you wish him all the best. If you're a Longhorn fan, what you're hoping is that you'll get a couple games in to next year, and not that you'll forget about Ovia Gofu, but you'll realize, oh, okay, that's why he left, because your edge rush position continues to develop, and the badasses you already have continue to get more badass, and then these guys coming in, this uh, recruiting class, uh, you know the the Colton Vosicks of the world, um, the the Westlake guy that's not there, or maybe it's the Westlake guy that's already there, yeah, Ethan, Ethan Burke. Burke. Um, but then some of these other guys are stepping up and and making big plays uh, as well. One of the other names, and I love the name itself, but another name I'm hearing Zay that they really like. What's the kid's name? Oh, Jamon Tap. Apparently looked really good. Redshirt freshman Jamon Tapp looked really good. Um, and I know Steve Sarkeesian called him out in a positive way in bowl practices. Another great name, Justice Finkley. Can, yeah. we, can we get Justice Finkley on a, a fast track to badassness? Because that's a great name. I need Justice Finkley to be awesome with a name like that. That's another guy you're hoping a couple games into the season next year you're going, okay, all right, that, that position's fine. Yeah, and there's something that just stands out on the college level when a D lineman has a single-digit number like Justice Finkley, like number one. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, this dude's number one. He he's he has a little something special about him, and I think he has a ton of potential, and, yeah, 2023 is going to be a huge year for him. All right, so um, – <laughs> Somebody's texting in. Uh, the last hour, we were having the discussion about you know Longhorn fans specifically, and if you're rooting for TCU. But if you want to extend it, if you're an Aggie or a Texas Tech Red Raider or whoever, I know if you're an SMU fan, you're not rooting for them. Are you rooting for TCU next Monday night? Somebody texted Zay. TCU's alumni and fans hate Texas more than they love their team. That's what I'm saying. They can't stand us. Zero reason for Texas alumni and fans to pull for TCU. I think there are a lot of folks. In, the, in that crew with you that are going to be rooting for the Bulldogs on Monday night. What do you think about that one sitting at, is it still 13 and a half, 14? I saw 12 and a half, minus 12 and a half Georgia. Okay, so it's come down a little bit. Yeah. I think it started at like 13 and a half. I'm seeing, you're right, 12 and a half. 12 and a half. What would you do with that? Um, You know, my... My hope would be to take those points for Georgia, but if you look at the numbers and the way that TCU fights and, you know, the way that Ohio State kind of exposed 
Georgia in a way. Like CJ Stroud, before Marvin Harrison Jr. got injured, I, Ohio State looked like they were going to go win that game because they were rolling. They weren't going to be stopped. And when you have your best player go out the way he did, definitely, you know, I'm not going to compare it to DeMar Hamlin, but you get that, you know, you take your foot off the gas a little bit because you're thinking about your teammate in a sense, especially a guy on the, you know, caliber as Marvin Harrison Jr. He might be the best wide receiver in the nation. Georgia's definitely going to face, you know, maybe the top wide receiver of the nation this Monday when Quentin Johnston. But, yeah, I, I think that Max Duggan and this TCU offense, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. Now, Kendra Miller, him getting injured, I think that will be key because DeMarcado, yes, he's good, but – Making him RB1 at this type of magnitude of a game. I mean, he had a fumble in that Michigan game. Not saying that's going to carry on, but he's no Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller had 17 touchdowns mm-hmm. this year. That's the most in TCU history since LaDamian Tomlinson. So the dude's pretty good. We saw that when he came to, uh, uh, you know, to Texas and he had that 75 yard run. That changed the game. So it's. TCU, they're going to be able to put up points. It's just how can you see them beating Georgia? Georgia is such a juggernaut team. Their defense is so good. It's Jalen Carter, you know, defensive tackle who I know Texans have the first pick and I know they need a quarterback and they're going to probably take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, but they're going to feel some type of way seeing uh, my man Jalen Carter go to some other team just because they don't need a defensive tackle more than they need a quarterback. He's just that big of big time of a player. He didn't do much uh, in the game against Ohio State, but all year long, he's been their number one guy and plus all the secondary players that they have. They have the freshman uh, Makalai Smith. He can really go. Uh, Starks, I mean, Chris Smith. The safety, he's uh, AP first team, All-American, so it's going to be a hell of a game. I think Georgia's going to win it, but I, I... if I was a betting man, I would take TCU in the points. Yeah, I feel like plus 12.5 might be too many not to take there, especially the way TCU has stepped up, and they've been putting up such good you know, good fights, staying in games. We know, so, you know some people tried to make their close games a disadvantage, make the fact that they've been in close games some kind of disadvantage. It's like, right, but as they got into that game with Michigan, they kept putting up those stats. Well, this is the first time Michigan's been involved in a close game in forever, right? So... They can deal with those. And you mentioned that Ohio State, you know, exposed Georgia. Well, they that's kind of what happened in the SEC title game as well. Yeah. There's other LSU. Game, yeah, there's other games this year where Georgia's defense has given up a lot. So maybe that's something that, you know, would happen again. TCU just continues to to be that underdog. Sonny Dykes loves that role. And let's uh, let's see what it looks like coming up on Monday night. Um, Sonny Dykes ain't the most humble coach. I've come to find that out these last few weeks, just watching him in pressers. You know, we heard him talk about the SEC, which, again, Kirby Smart, bulletin board material. We're just sure. randomly going to stop practice and play that clip of Sonny Dykes saying, yeah, our schedule was, you know, basically tougher than the SEC. We didn't have that Week 10 schedule of some just random team that, you know, is not yeah. ranked. We had Texas. Shot. That's a gut punch. Yeah, and but but what's the only response Kirby Smart would have? We play Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean Georgia is one of those few SEC teams that does not have the worst possible non-conference because of Georgia Tech. 
but still. Yeah, and then also after the game against Michigan, he said, yeah, the more aggressive team won, and that was us. Uh-huh. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up like that. So, yo, Sonny Dykes, I want to call you Gloomy Dykes when we come in on Tuesday because I ain't trying to see no type of sun with TCU. Again, <sighs> I am very bitter and salty about the situation, and if they win on Monday night, somebody better send Gary Patterson a ring. That's all I'm saying. Somebody better send that guy that y'all have a statue of in y'all's uh, 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 right, uh, right in, outside y'all's stadium in Fort Worth. Yeah, somebody better send him a ring because he's a huge part of the success the Horn Frogs had this season. He's the Tony Dungy in this story. Yeah, oh yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody texted in. They've been really impressed with TCU's coaching this year. No doubt about it. Somebody else says Hack Max Duggan will cover this game. Um, Yo, Garrett Riley. Hey, we know the name. He's a good football mind. So I, I agree with that. Sonny Dax has done a hell of a job. Garrett Riley's done a hell of a job. And, yeah, Max Duggan, he went to New York for a reason. Yeah, no, he did. He did. And he's been uh, – the, the battle of the quarterbacks, too, as it was headed towards that, as Georgia was fighting back, I thought, man, what a story it'll be if it's Duggan against Bennett. Because <laughs> – Think about it. In terms of this day and age of college football, where everybody transfers and everybody takes off, these guys, I think they've been waiting a combined decade you know, for their opportunity. Stetson Bennett, I believe he's the one. Right, Stetson actually went junior college and back. Went to Georgia, little junior college, then went back. Waited, waited, wasn't a starter, didn't matter, kept going. Duggan, same thing. Wasn't he a walk-on, too? And Setson Bennett? I think so. I think, yeah, he's the one. Like, homie was paying to be on the team. Exactly. Lord have mercy. And then Duggan, you brought it up many times, but Duggan's story of just being patient won, and then they find out about this heart condition, and he battles through all of that, and they both just keep coming. I do love his story. Yeah. and I, I do love his story, and, Max Duggan. And probably in you know in five years, is anybody going to turn on an NFL game and watch any, either one of them playing? Probably not. Probably not. But God, as, as college football leaders, they are fantastic, and g- give them credit. They made every big-time throw they needed to make, and I don't say it often, but it's weird. I thought at times in the game, I thought Michigan, if Michigan closes off their opportunities and takes advantage, I thought they were going to win the ball game. And then I thought for four quarters, Ohio State was better. Yeah. And, but and I thought if deserved mattered, that Ohio State was going to drive into position and that kid was going to hit that kick. But the football gods had other plans. Oh, he smoked that kick. Because that thing was so far off And, so and he quickly. made one earlier uh, prior to that. He yes. made one similar distance. But, man, that pressure, once that gets on your back and you can feel the whole world watching, not only the you know thousands and thousands of people in that stadium, it kicks a little bit different, you know, plus what's at stake. So, hey, can't knock him too much for missing that. But, yeah, both teams, it seemed like they were in control at one point, especially in the second half for Michigan. Those two pick sixes hurt. Oh, my God. Those poops. Two- Think about the two pick sixes and then throw in the two moments on the one-yard line they didn't get in. Yeah, they fumbled there, too. Yeah, add those. Yeah, right. They get nothing on either opportunity, and then you're right. And then they throw two pick sixes. Did you hear that was the first time anybody's ever had two? 
I think it's defensive touchdowns, but certainly two pick sixes in a CFP game. No, that's crazy. TCU's the first team to pull that off. Oh, I'm that's so just, tired of them being first of stuff. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm to, so tired of them being first at stuff. Crazy to consider. By the way, I'll ask it of the people. I've been asking Zay and everybody around the office and people, friends I'm talking to. Maybe I haven't asked you this, Zay, yet, but I'm throw it out there. That second Michigan touchdown where they were on the one-yard line and they didn't get in. Has anybody really seen an angle where that guy was not laying in the end zone? Right. Because to me, he had to kind of double catch it. And by the time he's got firm control, even by the college rule, which you know I hate, I want it changed, but by the rule we live with, I thought he was in the end zone, ball was clearly across. I thought he was in too. I mean, my eyes and my football gut told me that was a touchdown. If anybody get has like a still shot, that can show me it wasn't, please send it. I, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. And you talk about football gods, then they fumbled. And then they fumbled. Right. It just, you just Yeah, just that weird feeling. <laughs> that of, is brutal. And now they're coaches in NFL talks. Yeah. Oh, hardball. He's trying to get back to that NFL glory, trying to relive those pretty good years that he had in San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick getting them to the Super Bowl for losing to Big Bro or Little Bro? Uh, that, ooh. Who's older? John or Jim? I think my guess is Jim's older. Okay. So that would be losing to Little Brother? Little Brother. That's my Mm. guess. I'll double-check that one for you during the break. Mm. Uh, All right. Coming up, we will also tell you a little more about that All-Star game coming to San Antonio. And one of our own gets to be involved as a coach. We'll give you the details there. More on the national title game coming up. More on the NFL's week. And, yes, the big news of the day, continuing improvement for DeMar Hamlin. That is good stuff from Cincinnati today. We'll take all of it we can get right now. This is The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great riff. When, when we talk about the fundamental, like, foundation bands for heavy metal, don't forget about Deep Purple. Ooh! Oh, Deep Purple could get a little heavy, kids. Perfect Strangers. This is fire. Isn't yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, this is fire. This gets me going. Like many other things in music, my brother uh, introduced me to some things in metal. He loved Deep Purple. Oh, my God. When this song came out, my brother wore it out on yeah. a cassette. Perfect Strangers and uh, the the uh, knocking at your back door and all that stuff. Oh, my God. He loved it. This is the type of stuff that makes a brother want to go get a Harley. It's good stuff. This is good stuff. You know why? Because it's, like, it's got the right ingredients it's got the good hard rock vibe it's pushing towards metal it's not too far it's not too crazy yeah, yeah, it's not too crazy right it's not like for the superstitious folks it doesn't make you feel like the devil's actually going to come to your house yeah 
Right. It's five minutes, so they understood the assignment. Yes, exactly. That's your new rule with metal five minutes or less? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? It's the Zay. They understood the assignment. The Zay five-minute metal rule. So we've had Deep Purple. Believe it or not, wrestling fans, we had Fozzie earlier. Uh, he got the request. Zay got a request from me and the AEW fans to play Judas by Fozzie. That happened. And then uh, Grassroots got us started today. So you just never know where the music is going to go today. Um, we will get you... Um, we will get you some flex stuff coming up. I have not done the research on the Harbaugh brothers because in the break we were doing research on Candace Parker and uh, some other women's basketball issues be- Legend. because the Longhorn uh, women's team had a little history with Rory Harmon getting only the fourth triple-double in UT women's history. How about that? She's so cold. She's a really good player, man. Like all the losses the Horns have had earlier this year came from her not being able to play because she's been dealing with that shin injury or calf injury, mm-hmm. that, that leg injury. She wears a sleeve on it, but to drop a trip dub last night, 19 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds in college basketball, so impressive. And you know, she, you know what she reminds me of? We mm. just You just talked about Candace Parks. She don't remind me of Candace. She got a little bit of Sue Bird in her. Hmm. She got a little bit of Sue Bird in her play for Geno and UConn and had a terrific career in the WNBA also overseas but she just has that leadership qualities about her she doesn't mind getting her nose dirty she always gets steals and she can control the game even without scoring and when she's scoring that's just another plus so yeah look for the horns to really start clicking with her healthy yeah, congrats to uh, to Rory for that, and uh, yeah, we'll continue to watch that women's team. And by the way, remember, it is the day-night doubleheader in Stillwater. Men go into Stillwater for a morning uh, tip, and the women are going to do the evening tip. They need to do more of that, I think, in college basketball. And specifically, once Texas and OU get into that expanded SEC, let's do more of that. Yeah. It'll help on travel. You're yeah, you're to, right. You know what I mean? It'll just it, you can maybe uh, figure out a way to travel everybody a little more efficiently. Take both teams at the same time, maybe one big plane. I know they do that on the JUCO NAIA level oh, for yeah. basketball. Absolutely, so, and that's just a smart way to go. So yeah, I'm with you there. But yeah, it's gonna be another tough one. We'll talk about it more tomorrow for the Horns going to Oklahoma State, the Big Twelve. It's just ridiculous. Oh like God. Kansas, yeah. they barely squeaked out a win in Lubbock against. Mark Adams crew and last night TCU the Horns got to play next week they came back and beat a really solid Baylor team so going up against Mike Miles who might be one of the best underrated point guards in the nation out of TCU we, we just know no easy nights in the Big 12 we yep. saw what the Horns looked like against Kansas State gotta tighten up that defense coach there we gotta get that raspy voice back we gotta get the, we gotta get it like this we gotta get it like this, like something a lump in your throat or something that we gotta get it like this. If we get it like this, then that's a good sign. That means that defense is back on point. Put some Dusty Baker in your voice, will you please? <laughs> will you get a little rasp? We said it yesterday, a little Gary P. A little bit. A little Gary Patterson, a little Buzz Williams. Not, don't, don't go all the way to Buzz Williams, though. Buzz feels no. like he, he hadn't been able to talk for like three years. Oh, Buzz. My God. Buzz got some other problems with his team. Yeah, that does. Come on, Buzz. Yeah, I was going to we haven't even talked about that today. Yes, I'm aware, and I hope all you Longhorn fans are enjoying the latest Aggie joke that wrote itself when my Texas A&M basketball team showed up in Gainesville at the arena 
without their jerseys. What are we doing? Y'all heard that story, right? Without their what jerseys. What are we doing, left coach? Them at, left them at the hotel, had to go back and get them. Offered to play in the practice jerseys. The officials said, that's not how this works. So they had to go get them. Zay, I'll ask the question no other Aggie will ask. Why not more punishment? One technical foul shot? Oh, that's BS. Like, that's it? Here's what they should do. Run a clock for two minutes. Every two minutes, you get another shot. If it took ten minutes to go get those jerseys and bring them back, fine. I'm with that. That makes sense. Then it could have been 5 nothing Florida. If it takes 20 minutes, it could have been 10 nothing Florida. You got to punish them more than that. You're holding up the game. I don't know if it was ESPN Plus or whatever. I didn't watch the game last night. But... You're holding up the ball game. you got to come up with a little more punishment than that. And I think the Florida coach was intimating that at the end of the game. Yeah, because they lost. Because he's like, Florida lost. He's like, it was 15, 20 minutes we had to wait. I didn't think that happened in the SEC. I understood it, even though my team ultimately benefited by it with a win. I got what he was saying. They should have been punished more. Yeah, Buzz is too worried about his preacher three-piece suit and not worried about (laughs) his team's attire. Get it together. Get it together. What are we doing down there in College Station just as a whole? What is going on? I love it. I'll take the chaos. I'll I'll appreciate the chaos. But still, let's have some class here. That's a great point. When you as a coach are known for an article of clothing and you don't have your jerseys, that's bad. Yeah. If Jay Wright at Villanova had ever shown up and the the players don't have jerseys, we would have crucified him because he's known for his suits. Yeah, he's fly. Buzz is known for his look. And he had that together, but he didn't have it. He needs to get rid of it. I know it's stink. I know it's sweaty. I know it's hot. Can't be good. My man Bob Huggins, you know what he rocks? He rocks that little sweater thing. (laughs) You know, he's solid. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Can't knock that. Homie's a Hall of Famer. I like that we just had a coach's fashion conversation and you went to Bob Huggins. I thought that was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. I'm just saying. He went to baggy, the baggy sweatshirt. <laughs> Bob you, could, you could be a Hall of Famer on either side. Like you said, you could be fly like Jay Wright. Yeah. Or you could really not give a damn like Bob Huggins. Oh, dude. You still know, get to Springfield. You've known me long enough to know if I was a legendary basketball coach, I'd be on the Bob Huggins side. Oh, yeah. Me I'd be too. sitting on a stool wearing comfy clothes. Uh, all right. So uh, we got that story out there. Let's get you this flex story because not only is there big time player talent in San Antonio, one of our guys is going to be in San Antonio too. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, uh, this weekend in San Antonio, you got another All Star game, and uh, there's some future Longhorns that are going to be involved. Uh, I believe Anthony Hill is one of those guys. One of the big, yes, talking, the biggest name I think we would have on that list would be Anthony Hill. Y'all know I'm going to tell you Austin Novasad is a part of it. Zay, I'm not sure if you know about him. He's the Dripping Springs quarterback that's going to go to Oregon. <laughs> I'm not sure if you, if we've discussed him before. Uh, he's gonna yeah be, with the biggest flip of National Signing oh, Day. What a flip that was, uh, Quentin Joyner. Uh, of Maynard, the talented running back, is going to be there. Of course, he's headed to USC. Uh, and then, uh, oh, DeAndre Moore, the receiver, 
One of our guests talked about him. Uh, in fact, yesterday, oh, Justin, he made it. Justin Wells was talking about. I see him on the list here. Is that not? I, I've, Justin Wells said that he might not be going. He oh, might just okay. Come straight to campus, which is next week. Okay, you're right. Maybe the, maybe that is uh, that is true. I might be looking at an old list here. I mean, who knows? Could change his mind. I don't know. Ryan Niblett, I think, will be part yeah. of it. Yeah, he's going to be a part of that. But also, let's give a little credit to one of our own because uh, Rod Baber is going to be a part of it as well. Zay. Okay, Rod B. Okay, so Rod B is off on Friday because he's going to be a part of the coaching staff of the Combine that is a part of this All-Star game. So the All-Star game is Saturday. By the way, shout-out to um, Jamal Fenner of LBJ. I believe he's on one of the coaching staffs. If there are other coaches there, I apologize for not knowing, but I did hear his name today. But this group was put together by Anthony Williams, the father of Aaron Williams, the former Longhorn, and Anthony, um, the uh, as listed here, the director of uh, what player development for SFSU, uh, and uh, you know coming out of Round Rock, he, he's putting it together. He's the head coach of this combine coaching staff, and Anthony Wood of Westwood is one of the quarterback coaches. Uh, the Lassa coach, Derek Lewis, is one of the wide receivers coaches. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker. Is one of the often or one of the excuse me running back coaches, uh, Rod Walker, uh, UT alum is there, and then Rod Babers, retired NFL DB, Austin, Texas, listed as a DB's coach. So, congratulations to Rod uh, for being named one of the DB's coaches. Aaron Williams is also a coach. Everson Walls. One of my favorite Cowboys of all time is one of those DBs coaches. And uh, Chet Brooks, uh, former Aggie, retired NFL DB. Chet is a part of the group that named the Wrecking Crew back in the day, that gave him the name and came up with the, yeah. hand, with the hand signal. That's back when AM played enough defense to actually have a nickname. That's a long time ago. <laughs> but Chet Brooks is a part of it, too. So congrats to Rod. Uh, and remember, we get you your flex segment each and every day. Yeah, you youngsters, when Rod Babers opened his mouth, you better be all ears because he's one of the best to do it here at the University of Texas. I know we hear him on here on Ball Don't Lie with Mike Harsh from 3 to 7 every day and you know some of those youngsters weren't even born when Rod was doing his thing but yeah you know my joke about his no hands and stuff but (laughs) I remember that pick six that he had against Oklahoma he had some hands yeah so again I all ears when Rod Barris opens his mouth because he's going to be speaking knowledge at that camp to those young DBs and safeties out there. Yeah, he definitely will. Uh, that's gonna, It's fun that he's a part of that. And so what this is, the combine part, is for sophomores and juniors. So let me see if I get that right. That's class of 25 and 26? Good grief, we're old. Um, but I think that's right. <laughs> but Zay, what he's telling me is there's like 600 kids, sophomores and juniors, that are going to be doing combine drills and they've got former NFL guys, former college stars, former coaches, current coaches helping them out to uh, to go through the combine stuff. So Rod Babers, if he already wasn't an expert in terms of you know flex and high school talent, Rod Babers going to get his eyes on a lot yeah. of high school of the sophomore and junior class guys that are coming up. So Rod's going to get a lot of intel uh, for us this weekend in San Antonio. Yeah, one thing that you know I've talked to Casey Studdard about legendary Longhorn offensive lineman. You can hear him every Saturday uh, on his show, Big Early Tailgate. But I've talked to him off air and it's it's a different type of locked in 
when you're a young high school player and you got guys that have been there and done that giving you game. And like mm. you said, all those guys who have played college ball, played on the next level and had just stints in the NFL and are now coaches, you know, that means something. You know, that, that means so much more to guys that might maybe not have, you know, been on the gridiron and might be still in the business. Not saying, not taking it away from those guys' knowledge or anything. Those guys definitely can be knowledgeable. You see guys like Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins, who's the head coach, he didn't play no time. Type of football, yeah, that's zero, true. That zero is true. coming out of Yale. So it could work either way, but for some guys, it just clicks a little bit faster depending on who you're getting that game from. Like that, you know, all those guys you just named. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, it, it, we are late for the break, but we got a big breaking news story here. The biggest story of the day nationally is, of course, the great news of uh, of Jamar Hamlin and his development and progress there. But the biggest story locally just changed drastically. Zay, we want to let everybody know what just happened. We're getting multiple people texting us. Uh, an answer to a big question that Longhorn fans had is now in. Here we go. Yeah, on Jeff Howe's account. Follow him at Jeff Howe 24-7. says, breaking Texas has parted ways with Texas men's basketball head coach Chris Beard. Statement came from the University of Texas Vice President and Athletic Director Chris Del Conte. The University of Texas has parted ways with Chris Beard. This has been a difficult situation that we've been diligently working through. Today, I informed Mr. Beard of our decision to terminate him effective immediately. We thank Coach Rodney Terry for exemplary leadership both on and off the court at a time when our team needed it most. We are grateful he will remain the acting coach for the remainder of the season. We are proud of our student athletes, coaches, and staff who throughout this difficult time have continued to make us proud to be Longhorns. Wow. All right. So, again, Chris Beard has been fired by the University of Texas. That story just hitting in the last few minutes. Wow. Longhorn fans, that is obviously a tough thing to hear. We'll continue to discuss that coming up. Obviously, that becomes the biggest story of our day. So stay with us. We'll continue to cover that. Chris Beard has been fired. It's a Texas basketball coach. Rodney Terry will be the acting head coach for the rest of the season. And this is the Horn. That's 1-800-463-9797. Or go to selectquote.com. 1-800-463-9797. That's 1-800-463-9797. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. I feel like we're going back a ways. Yeah, we're going back. Yeah, you're going back a little bit. Okay, the last time you went back, it was Diana Ross. I don't think it's Diana. Not quite, but it's right she's up legendary, there, right? I mean, yes. it's, it's legendary. Legendary, boys. yeah. Oh, man. Um, jump, jump, jump through it. Uh, it's not, that's not Patty. <laughs> you're right there. Oh, no. Um, 
coming. Um, it's not Dion Warwick. Nah, no. nah, go go back. Uh, not that far. Not that far. All right, tell You're me. Too hard. Tell me. Aretha Franklin. Aretha. Damn. All right. There she is. Okay, I got you. Got you. Aretha Franklin. Deep Purple, Fozzie, and Grassroots. That's a group for you. That is a group of music. All right, Chad and Zay on a Thursday, a Thursday that just took a big-time turn uh, around these parts. And you can talk about you may have known this was coming or you can talk about it had to happen or whatever. Everybody's going to have their opinion on it. But ultimately, what we know today is that UT had to keep asking themselves the question. The question I asked Texas fans really early on in this process, can Chris Beard be your basketball coach? Can he? With the, with the picture that's been painted, with the situation that's out there, can he be your basketball coach? Can you be patient enough to wait for the whole process to play out? Or are you going to have to come to a point where you say he can wear somebody's colors, but he can't wear our colors? And that's ultimately what happened today, Zay. The Longhorns have fired Chris Beard. Rodney Terry will coach the rest of the season. Dude, I'm there's take the personal side of it and we'll set that aside for a second cuz obviously that just like this Hamlin story. That's the most important thing. That whatever's going on between Chris Beard and his fiance, you hope they're all right as a couple and you hope nobody's being hurt and all that kind of stuff. But from a sports standpoint, which is what we deal with day in and day out, Zay, I feel so bad for you. I feel so bad for all the Longhorn basketball fans listening right now because you felt like the puzzle had been put together. And now this gets taken apart a little bit for you. I remember coming to you last year to try to get the right call started. And, you know, we were going to pitch it to the higher-ups, Jason and Lee's and stuff. And, you know, everybody was on the board because the main reason was Chris Beard coming to Austin yep. and him just igniting an energy in Texas basketball that we haven't had in a long time. Yes, Rick Bards had a really good tenure here, but it got very stale towards the end. And then we know what happened with Shaka Smart not even winning a NCAA tournament game. So Chris Beard was the guy. He was the guy everybody wanted to pull him from Texas Tech, which I thought he was going to stay there. I didn't think that, you know, why would you come to Texas when you were having all this success right up the street in Lubbock, but he wanted to come to this alma mater, and this is just, all in all, this is very devastating for the program, but, you know, Coach Terry, I think he's the right person for the job at the moment, and we're just going to have to see where this 2023 season goes. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only, not the only, but if you're looking for silver linings at this point, if this is where it goes the team doesn't have the question hanging over them anymore. Right. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it sucks on multiple levels. It sucks because they're about to go to Stillwater and try to play a basketball game. But they were going to do that with Rodney Terry anyway. He, it's not like Coach Beard was going to be a part of that. Now they know for sure. And maybe they get today and tomorrow to try to pro- – I mean, tomorrow's their travel day to, to go up there. It's an 11 a.m. tip, by the way. It's early, man. And let's put, let me point this out right now. From the other side, A, when that place is full and ready to go, it's a nut house. What do you think the signs are going to say? 
that Gallagher-Iba. Yeah. What do you think I, is going to be screamed at those players and coaches at Gallagher-Iba yeah, Saturday morning? I, I, I'm telling you, they're probably letting ESPN producers know right now, hey, we got to be very careful on yep. how we broadcast this game because we don't want to offend anybody, even though Oklahoma State, like, and I, I think they have the right to do that. It's just a part of college basketball. That's uh, You know, we've seen so many bad things over the years. You just got to play the game, and hopefully it doesn't affect you, but but yeah, we this doesn't come as any surprise with his fiance statement coming out. Like it, it's just it sounded like a typical domestic violence battered woman statement. If you just look at the history, which is terrible, it's just if you look at his history of domestic violence, it's just it's it's awful. The statement that came out, it just didn't look good. Everything that happened, you. Just couldn't see him being the head coach at the University of Texas. And, yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, got to move on. Yeah, somebody texting the entire staff may not be around come season's end. It sucks for all us Longhorn. It does. I mean, that, yeah, right, you don't know about the rest of the staff. And, um, you know, it, it's it's Rodney Terry for the rest of the year. And right now what the that's the message they can give a team, right? In, right now in college basketball, you are only guaranteed that this team will be together for one year. Yeah. That's all you're guaranteed now with one year, one and dones and transfer portals and all that stuff. Hey fellas, this is us. This year, that's all we know. Let's go try to make as much of a run as we can. And you think about the five-star recruits that they have coming in, AJ Johnson from California and Ron Holland from Duncanville who's a big-time player, best player in Texas. Both of those guys, they said they were 100% locked in a few days ago. Right. Now, I don't know if Hopefully, I'm begging that they had some information that they knew this was coming and it, in a few days. Yeah. And it wasn't and it information them, the other way. Right. right. And it was like, yeah. okay, we know that it's about to come and he's going to get fired. We're going to say that we're locked in to just make everybody feel good instead of being like the rest of us finding out today for sure. Because if they both found out today then we got some other problems that are going to need to be addressed. Yeah, and that story is making its way uh, around the national sports discussion. In just the last minute or so, it has now hit uh, the main story, top story at ESPN.com and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it is now um, to that level and breaking right about eh, 140, 145 today um, would be my estimate on that time that Chris Beard has been fired. Uh, again, we, we mentioned uh, our guy Jeff Howe at Horns247.com where we saw it first on Twitter. Certainly uh, head to Horns247.com. Check out the, the latest they've got there for you on the Chris Beard firing. Obviously keep it right here on the Horn and we'll get you our reaction and your reaction throughout the afternoon. Specs text line 337-3776. Again, Longhorn fans, just so sorry to hear that it is in this way, but, you know, not 100%. You can't consider yourself 100% shocked. It's just one of those, we've been discuss. you know, you discuss certain things about, you know, is this what the coach at a certain school does? And is this, you know, how does it look and the optics of it and, and all that? And we just kept asking those questions early on, Zay, about can they walk themselves back from the police report you talked about, some of the comments you talked about, if she, you know, if she was upset enough to call, is that too much? Is that too far gone into the story? And then even with her statement, 
the whatever a couple weeks later trying to walk some of it back. Is there any way to walk it's all of that back and just get too much luggage in there? Right, and get all the toothpaste back in the tube yeah. and get all like when Daryl Royal talked about BBs out of the box. I don't think that quite applies here. This would be the box of BBs was blown up. How in the world do you get every shard of the box together to get it back together and then try to find all the BBs? This one was going to be tough, and yeah, I'm not absolutely shocked on this one. Uh, I'm just, I just feel bad for every Longhorn fan I know because a lot of things have been put together, and now one of the key pieces has been taken out of it, and now what do you do? Yeah, yeah. It's, since December 12th when we found out what happened, we kind of just been bracing ourselves up for this day, and it finally came, but... Hey, on another note, we know when Buzz Williams gets fired and who the Aggies are going to call. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that too soon? Wait, hold on. What, what was that? What, what, what did you just do? We were just talking about lost jerseys earlier, and now you're throwing that, <laughs> that curveball at me? What are you talking about? I'm just saying. Hey. We know when Buzz gets the can. I, I did say it earlier. If the Longhorns are saying clearly – you might be able to work again. You just can't work for us. I don't think. Any, is there anybody right now listening to you, me, and driving out there? Anybody think Chris Beard's never coaching basketball again? Oh, he's definitely coaching again. I mean, come on. Yeah, the, Billy Claude was at Ranger Con. Now, this is way worse than, you know, Coach Gillespie's oh, sure. drinking problem, clearly, yeah. at, yeah, yeah. you know, Kentucky. And, you know, first he was at AM. But, yeah, hell. Somewhere, I think so. Somebody will take them. I think so. And of course, now the first step, obviously, they got to wait. That whole legal process now will play itself out in a very different way. I believe I've heard is it January eighteenth is the next hearing in that story. I think that's what I heard. January eighteenth or nineteenth, something like that. Sad man. But the Longhorns uh, decided they could not wait uh, for that point, and that was going to be another issue, the timeline issue. Could the Longhorn brass wait around that long and say, we're not going to comment on pending investigations, we're going to wait this out? They waited it out to a certain point, I guess, but ultimately they figured uh, they weren't able to wait any longer. So today, January 5th, 2023, is the day Texas fires Chris Beard. We'll continue to talk about that story, why today matters. Well, I just told you, it's January 5th. That just happened, so we'll be talking about that. We'll try to fit in some football here and there, including the good news on DeMar Hamlin today, but Chris Beard has been fired. Yeah, that's become our headline in the last 20 minutes. This is The Horn.